Hello, welcome to the Firewolf Podcast. This is Christy Belich. It's Monday, July the 13th, and I am recording this intro for the third time because I said the word um too much, and I'm trying not to. Um and like. How do you feel about um and like? Very tough words not to say. And I do both. Sometimes simultaneously. I'll be like, um, like. Or just like and then like and then like. Or then just long form um. But not um. But um. So welcome. It's Monday. We're doing our thing. We're in COVID life. We're COVID styling. And this episode was so enlightening. It, I mean, this, I mean, this conversation is so inspiring. And I, because I'm getting this podcasting down, and because I am kind of having some audio just learning to to work with this audio in the environment that I am I'm going to be leaving the podcasts as they are for now because of the resources I have but going forward I have a I have a couple of recordings in my library right now and I will be releasing a podcast every day this week And I don't think I'm going to be able to do that every week, but I'm going to try at least during this quarantine time to release as many podcasts as I can to try and get the hang of interviewing and working with audio tools. And I'm very lucky because my friend John Hamford is very kind and he said if I need to with certain audio I have a friend that I'm trying to get on who's in Melbourne Australia tried to connect today a couple times it just wouldn't connect so my friend John said I can use his apartment for recordings so I'm going to try that this week and hopefully it'll make my recordings a little clearer audio wise and uh for now I'm leaving them up leaving these interviews up as they are so today's podcast is with the wonderful the fantastic the wise Vaughn Michael he is a comedian so he's he's out of Virginia but he's also a DC comedian but he's spent a, a, a really he's such a hard worker and he spent so much time on the road he spent some time in New York City He has a lot of experience under his belt and he's just a a very wise person and in this particular podcast we tried to record I think three times so there's two sections to this and his audio is completely crystal clear my audio is uh, it's like having back like a an echo to it And there's a couple interviews this week that are going to have echoes and drop-offs where we had to record sort of multiple sections. 
I even had to kind of use a phone recorder app and just up upload it into this uh, program. And it's just, the perfectionist in me wants to scream sometimes when the audio drops off. And then I just, but every interview this week is just magnificent. I mean, here's Monday, we've got Vaughn, and then I've got some interviews in, down down this whole lane here of just people who have really inspired me and just keep me motivated to keep going. And uh, this interview is just, I mean, I went into this interview, Vaughn and I have, have been in comedy rooms together. A friend of mine, Patrice DeVoe, who's gonna be on Tuesday's episode, she actually mentioned I should meet Vaughn. She was like, oh, if you're in New York, you should meet Vaughn. We never met in New York. We actually met in DC at my friend Fernando Madrigal's. He had a show, um, there I go with the ohms. But we met there and it was during the, the World Series with the Nats. And it was, it was, or I don't know, it was one of those games. Like there's like a million games. I don't know enough about whatever kind of ball, throw ball, baseball to know like which of the World Series game. To me, like shouldn't the World Series just be one game? I don't understand why it's like 20,000 games, but it was one of the 20,000 games that the the baseball people do. And we were doing a room next to where the bar was and some people kind of filtered into the comedy room. Most people were watching the baseball game and uh I just Vaughn was the coolest guy ever so it, it's really awesome to be able to just chat with him and hear about his stories and his experiences and I really hope you enjoy so have a great I guess week ahead and listen on to Mr. Vaughn Michael as a bug crawls across the bed that I'm recording on. What kind of bug is that? I'm not going to squish it. I think it's just an ant, but okay. All right. Enjoy the Firewolf podcast. Hello. What's up? Hey, Vaughn. What's going on? Oh, we are here. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Okay, good. Yeah, there's. I live sort of next to a runway, and mm -hmm. I never know when the Marines are going to be training. <laughs> and today they're like, they're all about training. And then there's wind out here, so it's never a dull day where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, like what were the military doing right now during this whole COVID situation? They're still I'm... training. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Because I was wondering, like, are they still sending people to, like, boot camp and stuff? I don't know if it's boot camp. You probably know better than me. Um, but they're still doing flying drills. I mean, I watched them a couple weeks ago do crash landing drills. Are they wearing masks? <laughs> I don't I don't know if they're wearing masks when they're flying, <laughs> but I'm sure they are. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? I'm 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 fantastic. I'm I'm enjoying the quarantine. 
Um, I'm enjoying everything that's that's going on right now and just trying to stay away from people with COVID. Yeah, man. How about you? I mean, I'm in I'm in uh, the desert away from humanity right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but are you in DC right now? Yes, I am in DC. And how's it feeling down there? Uh, well, just got back to DC. I, I've been in Virginia pretty much the entire quarantine. Um, DC is it? Um, I, I just got back, so it, it's cool. Um, everybody's wearing masks. Um, a lot of protests going on. Um, but it it still feels the same though. Yeah, um, you came down from New York, right? Were you staying in New York for a while, or were you on the road? No, um, I was in New York from about June of last year to about, it was like October, November. And then I was staying in D.C. And then I've been in D.C. You know, I've been on the road the whole time, though, like on the weekends. And um, when the quarantine happened, I was living in D.C. And then I just came down um, to stay with my mom, you know, while the quarantine was happening in Virginia. Are you able to do any stand-up right now at all? Yeah, um, I actually, two weeks ago, I think it might be three weeks ago, I, I did comedy down in North Carolina. Um, I've been doing Zoom shows. It's been pretty fun, and I think I'm about to go back on the road. I'm, I just sent out emails today. It's crazy, because like, I feel like every comedian is going through this phase. They're just kind of like, I want to be safe. I'm not doing comedy. And then the next day, you just be like, forget it. I'm sending out <laughs> emails to bookers. <laughs> I'm going back on tour. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm doing uh, this comedy. That is, uh, Vaughn, that is my life right now. It is so hard mm-hmm. because I live in between Vegas and LA. Okay. And Vegas is running mics. And I see people posting posters of their shows. And I'm like, oh, I could just get on the road right now and go to Vegas. And then it's like COVID numbers rising. People <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> right. Fuck. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Um I'm not trying so much to do open mics. Um <laughs> I just want to get paid right now. Yeah. Um so I I don't know how I feel about mics in this time, but for a lot of people comedy is a release. Um, so I understand why they want to do it. It's, 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 I, I don't know. We don't have mics open yet. I've been doing a lot of Zoom mics. Have you been doing that? No, I've just been doing live streams. That's okay. really the only thing. Um, I've been doing Zoom open mics like Monday through Thursday. Um, that's been going pretty good, working out material. Um, but I do want to let people know that comedians that listen to this, yeah. it is not the same as live stand up. Ask you that. I was like, "How does it feel? Like, what does it feel like?" But I know you're, you're one of the people that goes and tackles the world with your stand-up. And I'm like, "How's he? How's Bond doing right now?" Um, I, I've Zoom. Zoom is the wave. I've been doing that, working out my material on Zoom. Like the material when I went to do stand-up live, all the material works live that I've been doing on Zoom. However, the cadence and like actual live stand-up like you who when you actually get back on stage you're gonna have to um dock the rust off and it's gonna take 
quite a few sets to knock that rust off. Um, but right now, um, I would say Zoom. If I, if I were you, I would get on Zoom. Zoom is going to be a stream of income for comedy, even when comedy reopens back up fully. What does it feel like? So you did, where was your first set? Um, and where are you headed to comedy-wise? In person, I guess. <laughs> in person set. Um, in person, my first set in person since this happened was in Greensboro, North Carolina at the Greensboro Comedy Zone. Um, my next one is going to be in D.C. as an outside show. And then I have one in Maryland and I have one in Richmond, like all three weekends in a row. Wow, man. Um, but I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of don't want to do them. <laughs> Are you, is it because you're just nervous about uh, social, I guess, social distancing? and? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> COVID is real. Like, yeah. I don't think people understand, like, COVID is a real thing. People are dying. Um, uh, everybody's not taking it as serious. Um, I'm not even dating because of COVID. <laughs> like, really, like I, I was supposed to meet up with a girl yesterday, and like I, I agreed, and then I thought about it, and I was just like, I'm risking my life. Like, this is this is serious. <laughs> In the name of love. <laughs> you really gotta think about it, man. Like, you have to weigh out the options. Like, you, when you do anything, you have to think about the people you have to think about that person, what they might have been doing. Like, you got to yeah. think about, do they have a job? I was thinking, like, she has a job, so she's around other people. Are they all wearing masks? How close they got? She has a kid. Like, does her kid be around other kids who might have caught the COVID and gave it to her? Like, she drinks. When she drink, when people drink, they let their guard down. Like, these are... Think about... Like, when you, when you go around people. <laughs> so, question one... Mm-hmm. When you start dating after this, will you bring a can of Lysol on your date? <laughs> I will. I will bring a mask, gloves, <laughs> the real, the real protection. <laughs> Do you spray your mic down before you go on stage? <laughs> yeah, you got. I spray down the um the the mic stand. Um, every time I go in there. Um, when I was in Greensboro, when I was in North Carolina. Nobody out there was wearing masks. Oh my god! And like the host, like I, like the guy, one of the comedians asked him, give me a ride back and forth to the hotel. I had to tell him, like, yo, bro, like I need you to wear, like I know you're giving me a ride, but um, you in this car, like I noticed your car, but we we have to wear. There's a pandemic going on, and people are hugging, and 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 a lot of people are not taking it seriously. Yeah, I notice that out here too. Um, I, when I go to the grocery store, I wear I wear no, no joke winter gloves to the grocery store because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who touched you know like a loaf of bread before you. Like you gotta. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Mm-hmm. But I saw that you have. Um, a special out now on your website the is it the quarantine special yeah the quarantine quarantine special um um actually anybody that's listening to this if they um follow me and send me a dm and say they listen to me on here um i will give them a link to it for free oh that's awesome. um because i know 
everybody's unemployed, people struggling. And um, also, it's like, I'm sober now, and I want to give people, like, a, um, a, a, a way to have a release without drinking and smoking and, you know, get their minds off things. I saw that. Is that why your web series is called Coping by Chance? Yes, that is correct. So you, so tell me that what happened with sobriety, and this is, is this within the time of COVID, or is this prior to that? Right before it happened, actually. Um, ooh, so we about to go down to prepare yourself. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> so. I I really start hitting the road. What year are we in? 2020. I really start hitting the road early 2019. I was on tour. And slowly but surely, I start picking up a drinking habit. Um, and I didn't even realize. It. it would just be like, if you're on tour, you do a show. You know, I start drinking, you know, at the shows. And moved to New York in, like, June. And um, I was like, you know, I'm just going to be drinking. Um when I only perform or whatever. And so I'm in New York. And um, the thing about New York is like when you, no matter, you know, who you are, when you move there, you could be a working comic on the road. You are new. I'm pretty sure you had that out there on the West coast, like LA and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, people don't care. Like you, you go to New York, go to open mic, you know, you're 23rd on the list. And you'd be like, yo, I, I worked the road. I perform at the DC improv. Oh, for real. Guess what? We're going to move you to the 24th spot now just because you're talking to us like that's how cutthroat it is like you new york is like you really have to work your way up and a lot of the shows um you gotta buy a drink to get on um support the bar that's what they're all about support the bar if you want to be on the show support the bar so you i'm doing on stand-up six nights a week you know i'm drinking every night and um so i was on tour with a headliner he was like he's about to go shoot a movie and He's going to stop, take a break from touring for a while. And I'm in New York and stand up was like my only stream of income. And so that stopped. And then, um, so pretty much I'm in New York and I got evicted from my Airbnb and I go back to DC and, um, I'm in DC and, you know, my drinking habit is getting worse. I start smoking weed um, almost every day. And um, went through a breakup. Um, it got to a point that um, I, I sat down. I was thinking, I was just like, yo, like, um, how long have I been drinking? And, and like, I, I had that moment to myself. I was like, I've been drinking every day since June. It's December. And I was like, all right, I'm, a, I'm not going to drink tonight. And when I told myself I'm not going to drink, I felt like a pool of, like, I felt myself like wanted the urge to have a drink before I went on stage and um, I didn't do it, but I was still smoking weed and I had some stuff going on mentally going on. I, I messed around, I had a mental breakdown and um, it was weird. Cause I called my mom. I was like, mom, like I need to come home. Like I know I got this gig this weekend and everything. She was like, nah, you need to do your gig. And, um, do your gig, you know, you can't cancel that, you got an obligation, and so I did a gig, the gig was with the headline I've been working, touring with, and um, it was like, he knew I went through a mental breakdown, he was just like, he was telling me, like, he coached me that weekend, it was weird, it was like, he was telling me, he was like, um, if you ever feel bored doing comedy, don't drink, you need to um, just do more comedy, 
You was telling me about how people go through phases. You are telling me about eating healthier, mm-hmm. telling me about getting merch, telling me about um, staying busy. And after that weekend with him, like, I just, like, all right, I'm stopped smoking weed. I already stopped drinking. And that was, like, early February. And then, like, things just started getting better for me. I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking. Started getting merch. I started um, doing headlining shows um, on my own. Because at that point, I was just featuring. And um, I was booking a lot of independent gigs. Got some club work as a headliner. And um, started changing everything. So, um I guess my biggest thing is is that um, going through this quarantine now, uh, I tell a lot of people, I hate COVID, but I love the quarantine because uh, it made me reflect on a lot of things that I have been going through um, with everything. Because um, even though I changed my life, I stopped drinking and stopped smoking. Um, but when you are a comic and you're always busy, um, you don't really deal with stuff. Um, like emotions and feelings and what you're going through. A lot of times you just staying busy, staying working. And so like this quarantine, I really had to deal with a lot of stuff. Like I had a breakup back in, what was it? November, December. But like, I actually was dealing with the emotions from it <laughs> in March. And um, so like now um, I just been focused on, you know, coping um, how to deal with stuff, learning my emotions, taking breaks, and um, focusing that on all, all this quarantine. Um, I, that was a lot, and, and a, um, I'm sorry. No, do not apologize. Uh-huh. I feel like <laughs> you're you're going through what I think a lot of people are going through. I, mm-hmm. I know that um, about two weeks ago, I, I think the slump hit me because I haven't been on the road, and you know, since March. And mm-hmm. I started grabbing cans of wine at the grocery store because they're right there at the front of the grocery store. Right. And I noticed I was drinking like I don't drink at all. But when I lived in New York City, that's what the mm-hmm. culture is like. Like, you know, you have to get a drink even. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get paid most. They can't pay you generally other than in a drink ticket. Right. So. It is New York can be a very slippery slope. Um, yeah, very dangerous. You gotta um, gotta be a strong person, and like I, I'm eventually I'm going to move back to New York. Um, probably after another year in DC. Um, but this time I actually have a plan, and like um, I'm building a foundation now. Um, I understand like as a comic, like if you, if you want to be a stand up comedian and you just want to make money straight off of comedy, like stand up comedy. Um, and you want to be in New York, either you're going to have to get a day job or you're going to have to find other streams of income within comedy to support yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm going through now is figuring out, like, got the album out, building content, you know, making money digitally. And um, going next time I go back, I'm going to have an actual, actual plan before I go there. Well, let me know when you're going back. I'll try and see if I have friends that have open rooms because um... – I've been homeless in New York so many times. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough city. It's even like if you have a job, if you have mm-hmm. a day job, like you could still be on somebody's couch, like for, or sharing a couch with somebody. <laughs> right. So it's like, but then that's, I mean, how's your, how's your mom? Are you, you say you're with your mom right now? No, um, I was with my mom. So how's she? 
how's she feeling about stand up? And it sounds like she's pretty supportive of of what you're doing. Yeah, my my um my parents are co- like completely on board. Like they realize this is what I do. Um, she wanted me to be sober and everything like a long time ago. So she's just happy that like I got that and I got a plan. Um, and she kind of helped me like um get on track and just like okay like you can be broke and still be able to like um have a place to live you know pay you know your necessities like you don't have to have a lot of money but just you know manage your money well and when i was buying drugs and alcohol you know that's what <laughs> spent all my money on there and that's why one of the reasons why i didn't have no money oh man i mean i i'm glad that that we're having this conversation because you're the second person this week who's told me this. <laughs> it's like COVID <laughs> has brought them towards a more sober lifestyle. And um, my question to you is like, I, I think we met back in November, December to be quite honest. Like I had known you through Patrice DeVoe. She was like, mm-hmm. you got to check out Vaughn. And, and then we sort of, I was at, um, at, uh, uh, there I forget the name of the venue in DC. Fernando's spot. Yeah, Fernando Madrigal's spot, and his his cousin um, on Hell. Um, he that spot was so cool. But I remember seeing you there and being like, "Something's up with him. Something's going on with Vaughn today." <laughs> yeah, it's it's that when you met me, I think that's when I was kind of just going through a lot. That was just like. Um, it, it was it was a few months. I was I was I was going through stuff. It was moving back because also moving back from New York to DC. You also feel like there was that part of like, damn, I feel like a failure. I ain't make it. Like having to deal with that. Like if moving back from major city and then just like wondering like, oh my god, what are other people thinking? They're gonna be like, oh, he failed. And can I get back on track? It was it was, it was a lot of fear and. Um, insecurities going on at that point. When's your birthday? Um, February 5th. Oh, so, okay, you're Aquarius. So yeah. you're like, okay. Well, it's you're hitting my heart so hard right now because <laughs> this is everything I think every comedian is going through right now. I think a lot of us are feeling like failures. I think a lot of us are feeling this deep sorrow. And if if it... I don't think of you as, I think of you as such a success. Like, I'm like, when I hear your name, I'm like, oh my God, that, like, Vaughn, he's killing it out there, you know? Yeah, I, I appreciate that one. Thank you. Um, it's, it's like, I, I, I guess my thing is, is sometimes, um, I think what messes up a lot of comedians just in general, I know myself personally is um, instant gratification and not realizing sometimes that this is a marathon and not a sprint. And now that I understand and I can look at things and I can, and like, I actually have a plan. It's like, okay, now I see, you know, this is on track to, to bigger and better things. Um, like I, I think a lot of like problem with the society is instant gratification. Everybody wants to go viral, and um, they want it right now. Um, but 
you you still got to put in the work. You got to, you know, lay. It's like building a house. You got to put a brick down, one brick down at a time. And then, you know, over time, your house will be built. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, how long have you been doing stand-up? Um, a little bit, about four and a half years now. And you're being hard on yourself because, oh, no, there's no reason to be hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. but you... I I tell people this like, and I haven't met this guy yet though. But like, I, I come uh, start in Virginia. There's a comedian named Leonard Oops, and I had to learn one thing that you can't compare yourself to others. Um, it was this guy named Leonard Oops who just kind of blew up really fast. So like, I literally just studied him and was just like, I want to be like Leonard Oops. I want to be like Leonard Oops. I want to be like Leonard Oops. And it was like, if I don't make it on the timeline that Leonard Oops made it, um. To me, it was like I'm, I'm failing. But it's like I had to realize that you know everybody has their own path. But Vaughn, I mean, you've been doing this four and a half years. You won, I think, the Funny Bone competition six times. You yeah. won that six times, Vaughn, and you were also in. Didn't you do the Apollo? Yeah, and you I won the Apollo, and you won that. I mean, that is. That's a in and of itself something to most people would be like, yo, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I get it, but I want the Oscar right now. I know. I want the Oscar, what <laughs> Comedy Central? <laughs> oh, Ron, like, I want to call Dave Chappelle right now. <laughs> you were, but I, <laughs> being in a moment, you got to be in a moment. You got to enjoy the process. <laughs> You're a paid touring headliner four and a half years in who's also deeply searching your soul. Let's do some psychology here. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Like, I get it. I'm there with you. Like, I'm in the same space. So it's like just being like mirrors to each other. But Mm -hmm. it's like praise yourself a little bit because that's that's the shit right there man like and and you so you started in virginia i know you're from is it chester chester virginia yeah where what town did you actually like start doing mics and and getting up for the first time richmond in rich okay so you're in the um wow that's such a great scene i feel like richmond is like this like not a lot of people know about richmond but the people that do are like it's the best. It's such a good scene. Yeah, I, I was lucky because, like, I'm luck- I'm glad I didn't start in D.C. So, like, Richmond has one comedy club. And um, so six months in the comedy, I was already, like, getting hosting spots and guest spots at the Richmond Funny Bone, working, you know, with, like, headliners. So it's like I got to develop really quickly. And this local scene, like getting opportunities that a lot of people don't get. Like if you go to DC or or major city or or Chicago or New York, like it takes people years to get into like the clubs there. So I was already getting opportunities in front of crowds of two, three hundred people, six months in the comedy. So like that really helped me out a lot being in a smaller market. And then I did that for a year. And after um, a year, I moved down to the Virginia Beach area, the Hampton Roads, which has about three or four comedy clubs and what i was doing down there is i was working a lot of b clubs they averaged about 50 to 100 people a show 
but they had weekends and I was doing guest spots every weekend there. Cause um the thing was I noticed in comedy is everybody wants to go to the big main comedy clubs, the funny bones, the improvs, you know, the sellers, stuff like that. But in comedy, you just gotta focus on getting good. If you get good, you're gonna get the opportunity like good rooms will come to you. So I would focus on the B clubs that nobody else is looking at and um just work those every weekend and um develop my time um pretty much and then after that moved to dc and um about year three and then um i had just worked so much um that they just started giving me spots just based off of the talent pretty much did you do Kazi's? is that one of the clubs you were yeah that was one of my home clubs Kazi's and williamsburg comedy club oh what's that what what's williamsburg like it's in a hotel. Um, Williamsburg is dope. It's a one-nighter on Saturdays. And then with the thing about Williamsburg, they also have, um, in the summertime, they have what is called the Outer Banks Comedy Club in North Carolina. Um, and that is Tuesdays through Saturdays. So it's like five nights, um, a comedy club. Did you play Tuesday through Saturday? Like, yep. Oh, my God. So, I mean, see, this is how... If I had re- if I had to start all over again, I would have maybe started in the South because um, mm-hmm. I started in New York City and okay. different like it was a lot of bringer show type stuff in the beginning mm-hmm. or barking like I did a ton of barking and working. I worked uh, the door at Broadway for a while, right. but I mean, that's a whole experience in and of itself, but to have like like a summer comedy club like that must have been amazing yeah like i refused to bark i refused to work a door for somebody um like cause even when i went to move to dc you know they had certain rooms that like you know in order to get in you have to work the door you know security stuff like that and i was like no nah, i'm gonna pass on that i'm gonna just go work these clubs in virginia every weekend until you know i can get good enough to perform for you um and that's that's one of the, the, the pros of starting in those smaller markets is that it's just a lot of opportunity to perform. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm still debating on this. I, I kind of don't want to really um, live in New York. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see if I could be a mainstream act out of D.C. Because um, I I really feel like you don't have to live in New York or L.A. and still could be a mainstream act uh, with the Internet now. Oh, are we still connected? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's the that's the uh, unfortunate part about recording on the phone. <laughs> it's like, we'll sometimes pop out, sometimes pop in. See, the last word I heard is you were thinking about being a mainstream act um you don't have to go to new york uh so yeah um and what would so can i ask you about that because what do you think the next i would even say six months for comedy what does your gut say about the next six months and then what does your gut say about like the next year and a half for comedy just like comedy in general? Yeah, like with COVID and, and the road and D.C. and New York and stuff like that. 
Um, I mean, I'm projecting like these clubs are still going to be open, um, limited. Um, I, I I really feel like it's not going to really be like the way it was before, probably into about spring of 2021. Um, the next six months, it, it's all dependent on if these numbers go down. We 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 could see clubs reopen, but it's going to be very limited. Um. But I think the South, the South is still gonna have clubs open. I don't know about the North per se, um, like New York and stuff. I think we're gonna see a lot of outside shows until um, they can no longer do them. So we probably can get that to probably about the fall. So next six months, um, I would say um, outside shows until the fall, um, year and a half. Um, I'll say that comedy will be back to normal. I think comedy back to normal by March. I'm going to go with that hope, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you, I mean, can you, if you are doing mainstream DC, I mean, the Mm -hmm. if the buses are back, I mean, that mega bus, it's only like a four-hour trip up. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that was very helpful when I was doing both DC and New York. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, would you consider doing, like, the whole gamut that whole like region or yeah like I, I mean my game plan when when the everything goes back to normal I'll be in New York probably once or twice a week um but I don't want to live in New York um really I, I I'm still debating it like the the way that I see New York now like you you can be in New York without living in New York. New York is about, you just need to have a presence. And you still could be on the hottest shows. Because New York has so many shows going on that you can just do a run one or two days and then go right back to where you're staying at. Um, But I don't want to do open mics in New York. Like, to me, it's just, it's pointless. I want to build, network, and get on the show. There's a comedian named Ali Sadiq. Have you ever heard of him? Um, Yeah, I know. I've never met Ali, but yeah. I like the way he moves. He lives out of Houston, and then he, like, you know, takes trips to New York and L.A. And he, you know, tours all, like, major clubs in the country. And he's on TV, Comedy Central, and everything. Yeah, that's how I'm kind of feeling about out here, too, with L.A. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing. Like, when everything shut down for COVID, I found this little place I'm in now for less than what I was paying in a three bedroom with four people. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a, a little tiny, it's a house, but it's a, it's a small house, but it's the first time I've ever lived in a house, you know, <laughs> like right. I'm living on uh, couches and in Airbnbs. Um, but it's like, you know, it puts me on the highway right off of going both to L.A. and, and Vegas. And even if I want to shoot south to Phoenix, it puts me right in the middle. You're in a good location. How far are you from L.A.? I'm two hours from both. Um, Vegas is two hours um, east. And then L.A. is mm-hmm. two hours uh, west. And then um, Phoenix is a good, I'd say, like six hours from me. So where you're staying at right now, you have like comedy clubs like close to you? I do not. I have. So Joshua Tree has a lot of music venues. Mm-hmm. And we were doing some outdoor stages here until the numbers started rising. Okay. So then we had to kind of stop. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to have to start to do 
that's because I was oh Vaughn, it was I was so rusty when I got back up. Mm-hmm. It, it was so <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. We all go through had to go have to go through it. Yeah. How did you like are you just talking about what's going on or like with sobriety and everything? I don't Um I, I'm going with my act. I mean sobriety is in my act, but what's going I'm I don't do current events um cuz I'm working on my next album so I'm just you know work doing my material. Yeah, I'm afraid. When I so you brought did you do material that you wrote before 2020 and all? You said before 2020? Yes. Okay. And it's still working? And I, it, like, I don't know whether I should incorporate old material or just scrap everything I've ever done and just restart. Uh, I mean, it depends on the show. I mean, if you're doing an open mic, I mean, you do however. But if you're getting paid, I would go with the material that, um, that you know, that works. Yeah. These are things that I'm thinking. Because, like, the thing that I'm worried about... Mm-hmm. is I feel like this year and I don't know how like I feel like it's like a spiritual shift and I'm like mm-hmm. well maybe I'm like old person and dead I don't know if that makes sense you said old person and dead the old the old me the old comic in me is dead like that's how I kind of feel uh, so you, you've grew as a person yeah that kind of feeling Okay, so your material doesn't fit who you are anymore. I got you. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same way because I, I talked about being high all the time, and now it's like <laughs> I'm going to talk about stage talking about you shouldn't smoke weed. Why you shouldn't do it? So yeah, I I definitely get that. Um, it, it it's going to take it's going to be a shift because you, you still as a performer. And I don't think a lot of comedians understand this because I, I talk to a lot of comics. Like, if you're getting paid for a show, you have to perform, you know, at a, a paid level. Like, you can't just give them anything. Like, you have to do the material that works. So, I mean, with you, I would just um, try to integrate, you know, your newest, your new you and to get a whole act um, with the new you. Like, I don't know. Sure, like, for me, for example... Um, if I'm doing 30 minutes set, all my new stuff, if I only got five minutes, I work that five minutes in it. And as, as I get more and more of the newer stuff, I take out the old me and put up, put in the new stuff until I can fill that whole 30 um, with the new, new Vaughn. And what were you doing last year and this year on the road? Were you doing an hour? Um, no, I was doing 30 minutes. The 30? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, you were a grinder. I really appreciate that. <laughs> like, <laughs> You yeah. really work hard. No, I appreciate that. Um, it's 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 it's. I I, I just want to tell people is, um, especially comics is coming up. Just in general, if any comics listen to this, like, work. Make sure you take care of your mental health, though. You know, take care of like who you are and um, take time for yourself and um, learn how to cope. Is that why you, so you have your web series coping, which is hilarious. Thank you. Um, I re, and it's really beautifully edited and shot. Um, what, so I saw you have, what's, is it 67 episodes out? 68? Yeah, I think I'm at like 68 now. 
And is that so? Is that COVID inspired, or I know sobriety is part of it, but kind of what led you down towards this web series? So for me, um, it started off as part of just coping through COVID, like how you know dealing with going through COVID, and then it it um, evolved into uh, actual a web series, just a show called Coping. Because um, as I'm working on that, like. <laughs> so really what it is if, if you want to be honest with it this is like my script for a show um instead of you know everybody some people write out a script um i'm gonna do this for two years and um when i present you know i have a tv show idea these are the episodes this is the tv show um, and it's pretty much about experiences going through jobs and roommates for me. It's so funny. Thanks. It, I appreciate that. And it's so personal and I really appreciate that. And I, I like how you bring it down for like Instagram, which, um, I don't know. It helped me. It made me laugh. And I, I hope other, <laughs> uh, because it's like, I've been kind of stuck like in that when you're saying the mental health mm -hmm. I've been having to like check myself every day like what's up what's going on and I don't know like have other comics been checking in on you too no because um can we pause for two minutes absolutely I'll be right back so sorry oh no problem man hey can you hear me I can hear you. All right, so sorry. I um, I am getting older. I have to use the bathroom like every. Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, checking in. So I'm in this weird phase right now. Um, where it's like I'm I'm a lone wolf, work the road and everything, and I moved out the phase of open mic, but I'm not necessarily have a lot of you know comics who do this professionally friends like i'm like in this in-between phase right now um so like checking in and stuff like that so i don't really talk to comics a lot you know normally because i'm always just work 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 and do my own thing so I, I don't really talk to a lot of comics um yes yeah, it's, it's a weird thing and yeah so it, it's very lonely <laughs> Well, you sound like, okay, so there are, com see, this gets me into this thing. I saw an interview with you and I was just like, yes, I need to ask him about this. <laughs> so you were talking on another interview about how, you know, this is a job. Mm -hmm. Like this is a job. What we're doing is a job. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated because Can you I hear think that? a lot of, what's that? Can you hear that? Is there a noise? Is there a weird noise? Um, no, the a dog barking. You heard it. There's a dog in the background. Okay, you can't hear that. Perfect. All right, never mind. <laughs> Even if there was, this podcast is the little podcast that could, and it's like... <laughs> no, no. This is a podcast so is going to grow and be huge. Oh, you're so sweet. But I, I saw you like talking about that and I was like, he gets it. Like this is somebody who uh I think a lot of times comics are seen as like these were partiers that mm -hmm. you know can just like you know, we're up late, but 
you know, just live this crash and burn lifestyle, but it's kind of a false idea. Like it's, it's the complete opposite. Like, I don't know, like how you feel about that, but I'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah. I mean, I learned that being on tour cause I've toured a lot with, um, open up for Jamie Kennedy and I'm not going to, when I first like was going to tour him, I was like, I thought it was going to be like rock and roll. We're going to party. And like, just being around him, it's like, I got, I've learned almost everything from him about touring and comedy. And he goes in, perform, gives the best, you know, um, best performance after the show, sell merch, go over numbers and stuff, might have a talk, might go get something to eat, and then you go back to your hotel. Um, it's <laughs> no partying, um, no no drinking, no smoking. It's, it's, it's like going, if you work at... Um, Walmart, you you go there, you do your job, you do it well, and you leave. Um, and it's it's weird because you'll see this, especially like with younger comics, and I experienced this in New York. Everybody just wants to party and drink and do drugs and stuff like that, and um, that's how you fall down that trap, and you start to fall off. Um, you got it's a profession. And how many weeks? Um, a year, like, where are you going out? You said weeks? Um, like, partying and stuff? Uh, no, I mean, like, on, on the road. Because I always saw when you were com- through, going through my, when I was, you know, on my feed, mm-hmm. I always saw you out on the road. Yeah, I mean, I would say roughly at least 40 weeks out the year, um, I'd be on the road. Like, I try to book on the road every weekend. Like on every weekend, I'm trying to work a club. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's um, it's fun. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I love it. it's it's one of them things in quarantine. I didn't even realize I was doing that, and I had to um, you got time to reflect and stuff during this quarantine. I didn't realize how much I've done um until this quarantine um. But um, yeah, any comic that that wants to get out on the road and stuff like that, um, just understand that this is a job. Treat as a job. Do your best. Um, be professional. Be on time. Don't be messy. Don't get in drama, and um, do your job. Yeah, it's I I that's why I think I prefer the roads. Um, from starting in New York City, mm-hmm. because. You, it does feel like more of, you know, you drive out there. Usually, it's drive or take a bus out there, mm-hmm. do the show, and you're done. You know, but it is lonely. It is. I like the lonely. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It feels normal. <laughs> like, <it is. laughs> the, the lonely, the lonely brings the best jokes. I don't know. Yeah, you just gotta learn. Like, I guess my biggest when I say lonely is that like, I um, I have to find hobbies because like, and I, I call actually called one of my friends about this last week because I'm going through this phase now. It's like when I first started off, I had a job, and then comedy I do after work. So it's like comedy was kind of like my escape, but now comedy is my full time job. I don't have an escape outside of comedy. Um, so. 
um, I guess mostly is looking for, you got to have some type of escape or something that you do um, outside of comedy, even some video games, maybe working out, just some type of hobby um, to do so that you don't um, overwork yourself, um, per se. Did you ever think of starting a podcast? Um, I actually I have started a podcast, um, but <laughs> it's it's still like part of comedy for me. Um, so, um, for me, my 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 escape right now is video games. Are those the ones where the people talk, like where you talk to people and you play the games? Yeah. Yeah, talk to people. Um, and I play with some of my friends on there. Um, and we have a good time. Just be chatting it up and no pressure. I know nothing of video games, but I do know that it's a big thing. With the, Is it called Twitch? Yeah, Twitch where you can stream it. Yeah. Yeah. Twitch and then people play games and then they have fans watch them play. Yeah, but yeah, somebody told me one of my friends was like, "Yo, you should you should start streaming this and you could become a stream of income." And I'm like, "Bro, I don't want to be a brand on this." <laughs> One more thing that you have to promote. Yeah, I'm just, I just want to play the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if I speak to you and just a couple, you know, like a month from now, you're like, "Damn it, I started streaming on Twitch." Yeah, it's like if you come a job again, it's just like no, I just want to do something like that's just you know, it's 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 funny. Like I just want to be normal in like it, when entertainment becomes like your job is like I just want to do some normal stuff. I just want to go for a hike, and like you always see like the comics who like always want to tell jokes around you and stuff like, and nothing's wrong with that, you know. But when you do this full time, it's just like, yo, let's have a serious conversation. Like, how are you feeling? Like, let's talk about depression without it being funny. Like, let's talk about that deep stuff. And um, that's the phase that I'm going through now. How are you feeling, like, when it comes to depression? Is it the sobriety that's, like, is it going hand in hand? Or do you feel like something deeper long-term cause the depression for you i think i have seasonal depression um i think every winter i just have depression i don't know what it is but it's something about the winter just makes me sad and um (laughs) but the sobriety i feel like i can see things more clearly um somebody was telling me that like drugs and alcohol i guess just like clogs your brain and you, you can't see everything and and once you stop, it still takes a while for you to like, for your bl- brain to get out those chemicals and stuff. Um, but right now, I don't have any depression going on. I'm happy. I'm happy, very happy, um, in a good place. Are you happy? I feel per- I feel blessed right now. I really do. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> It's bad. it's bad because it's like I think every comedian right now is happy, and we're realizing <laughs> that the lifestyle that we live is very bad. <laughs> it's a bad lifestyle. 
and it's kind of scary. It's like we got to go back to that. It's just like being normal is kind of cool. Waking up at seven, eight o'clock in the morning, you know, working out, eating good, you know, you know, doing normal people stuff and going to bed on time. Like this is a good lifestyle, but eventually we're gonna have to go back to that. And it's like, can you manage to still be happy and cope well and and you know deal with things once we go back to that nightlife you know what was the killer Vaughn is gas station food that's the killer uh, right there yeah gas station food is terrible Seven Eleven. there's nothing healthy in 7-Eleven not one thing <laughs> <laughs> you should not eat at 7-Eleven you shouldn't even get gas at 7-Eleven it's, <laughs> it's unhealthy for your car <laughs> Yeah. Are you afraid? Have you thought about that though? About when it when everything comes back? Yeah, like there's your lifestyle is gonna like change. I, you know, I last week I just lost a big car. I lost my mainstream of income last week. I got uh replaced quote unquote as they said okay um and that hit me for about i let it hit me okay which normally i wouldn't have i would have just let it fester and take me down a long path of depression so what were you doing for your mainstream income um i'm an astrologer as well okay and um i was writing for a main uh, website. I was one of their main astrologers for for one of their subsidiary websites. Okay. Well, oh, so you got to explain it to me. I'm a comedian, and I don't know nothing outside of com- comedy. Um, oh. so, <laughs> <laughs> so you say astrologer, and when I hear that, I just think science and 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 something rocks. I don't know why rocks just come to my mind. Rocks are great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do live on a giant spinning rock, <laughs> and we are surrounded by other giant spinning rocks and gas. <laughs> so you're pretty on point there. Okay, all right. So you got it. <laughs> so you're writing for them. Um, yeah. and, and what type of writing was it for them? I was writing horoscopes, and then I have other, I have client base. So I have two businesses. I'm a comic, which I consider my first business. Mm-hmm. And then my side businesses, I do astrology readings. I saw that. And, and tarot. Um, and I've had a, I've had a mighty uh, clientele since about 2016. Okay. So it, it's not always paying the rent, but mm-hmm. this week... God pulled through and was just like, nope, you're good to go. Like, keep it moving. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm pretty sure with that, well, one thing that is that market, um, especially horoscopes, you're always, people love horoscopes. Like, everybody, you know, follows horoscopes to a certain extent, especially women. Men, yeah. not so much. Men, we just like, fuck it like <laughs> we're gonna live life but when every time i talk to a woman they always bring up they ask me what is your sign when you said that i was like oh shit she's not about to talk about my whole life <laughs> I was like, Lord. Well, 
Well, when you were talking, I was like, this is somebody who has a very discerning mind. And I was feeling either you were a Libra or an, like some sort of air sign. So you're an Aquarius, that's an air sign. And Aquarius is extremely bright. Like you're so smart. It's like you think like 2,000 steps ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why when I, I was just like, his mind is moving ahead of people. And I just needed to get where your mind is. Gotcha. Um, Writing. So the type of writing that you do. So they they replaced you, right? Mm -hmm. Did you apply for unemployment? Well, then I got another contract the same day. I picked up a new. It's not. (laughs) So it's. But the thing that uh, was upsetting is, you know. It hurts to, I guess, be the rejected part, mm-hmm. you know, that most of us comics are Teflon or trying to be Teflon too. Mm-hmm. It, the rejection part hurt during this time, you know? You said the rejection part? Yeah. Like, that feeling where you give everything your all, mm-hmm. and then you're like, and they're like, nah. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I get that. I, I get that. Um, so I'm, let me, but I'm trying to understand with the rejection. So it, you say you got another contract. Was this from the same person you got another contract from? No, this was from a different um, writer. This is from somebody who uh, hired me for third party work, basically. Uh-huh. And it it's for an independent. Um, basically, it's for a book. So they need help. They needed an astrologer to do the, the writing for them. Uh-huh. But it's, it's still scary because, you know, there's other factors too where it's like, because I lived in New York City, I didn't have a car for so long. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've had a car payment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh fuck! If I get this car repo during uh, COVID, I'm gonna be pissed. Uh, <laughs> okay, that financial stress right there. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm doing this. I, I have like a brand in mind. So like when people say what oh. they do, I just think ways they could brand themselves. And I'm already thinking. I'm like, yo, you could be on tour. You could have like books with like horoscopes. And astrology, like that could be like I don't know if you do this already, but that could be your merch. Thank you for saying that. Um, be- because uh, I do want to do that. I want to make my own tarot cards, and I want to sell them. Mm, I see that already. I'm like, I, <laughs> like I see the money in this already. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you could definitely make some good money on this on the road. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> like I'm just trying to picture it. It's wow. You can make that part of your set. You can have you like the last five, ten minutes, have people interact with you and you know, you give horoscope readings and once you do that, that would hook them. And then you'd be like, Well, I'm selling these cars after the show. Or you could do like a make people pay you to give a horoscope read. Like it's so much you can do with that. Um, Fun, you're amazing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I should call. <laughs> you're a consultant, Von Consultant. I, I, I'm sorry because, like, I do this with everybody. Like every every comedian, I like, I can just see how to brand them after talking to them. 
is one of my like skill. That's like my that's my for when I turn forty. That's what I'm gonna do. Like after I make it, I'm going to um bring up other comedians. I'm going to brand them and like you see this a lot with rappers like Rick Ross or P Diddy or Jay Z. How they have like they have a um record label and then you know they have the rappers under them that they take care of. They can brand them and stuff like that. So that's like next level. Um, what I'm going to do with comedy is brand people. See, this is how I... Do you know how I know you're an Aquarius, Vaughn? <laughs> 2,000 steps ahead of... <laughs> See, that's that's brilliant. I appreciate, I appreciate that because that's what COVID's been showing me like this time. Mm-hmm. It's just like where I, I... The other thing that I don't generally focus on is branding because I'm just always swinging and trying to get gigs and then I don't do that part of it it's like material making sure that I am funny and get stage time but I often forget about that part of it yeah that's what I learned through this is time management got to manage your time um so pretty much what you just got to do is manage your time with writing it and stage time. You like know how many sets you're trying to get a week or a night and do that. And then you got to make your social media presence a necessary, like you got to make that part of your time. So like with you, like I'm already thinking like you could have a set up. Like I, I didn't look too much into your videos, but like with the horoscope, like you should be doing horoscope every day. Like, Every day you should be reading the horoscopes and and building a brand around that. Um, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, like that should eventually like it's it's gonna suck at first. Like if you see with my coping videos, like I started this in March and what I understood what I understand is and I understand this with comedy is that you just could create till you find your voice. Just keep creating. Like it's, it's going to suck at first. It's not going to be that good. Might not get that many views and likes, but just keep creating. And I feel like right now, I'm on episode like 68, and like I'm just starting to find like my niche with my videos. I understand. Okay, I need to stick with jobs, and I need to stick with roommate situations. And I learned the structure of um, doing videos. Um, so now that I understand what my niche is, what I need to do. I understand how to make a um, structure with videos. I'm going to do it roughly about another month or two. That's going to be about 20 to 40 more videos. Then I'll start putting money behind with advertising. And then I'll really start growing the audience after I start advertising. So like with you, I would say just keep creating. Keep creating through the funk. It's going to suck at first. Just keep creating. Find your brand. And then um, if you're not getting the views, don't worry about that. Just keep creating, get you a schedule. And uh, once you, you you figure out who you are and you're going to know, like, once it's like it clicks, um, start promoting. Like, you have a, wow, you have a good, really good niche. So do you. I mean, I feel like for you, there's more to come. I mean, you're going to have a big year next year. If you want to talk astrology, Aquarius is just getting started. Like, mm-hmm. for you next year, you're going to have, you have a taste of it as of March 21st. Mm-hmm. And then July the 1st, uh, the planet of 
career went back into Capricorn. Mm-hmm. But after December 17th, I mean, people are going to be looking to Aquarius for that wisdom. I mean, listen, listen at your wisdom because I think people are coming. It's not even just your comedy. It's your wisdom, your words of wisdom. Mm. I'm and like, yeah, you've got, I mean, next year for Aquarius, it's, it's unreal because it is about Aquarius and it's about Taurus in 2021 okay in a lot of ways i'm excited i can't wait (laughs) i got i got a lot of plans and um i'm building the foundation now so what i say this is planting season and next year we'll see how i grow and also this i'll give you dates too so august 3rd put a big circle in your calendar around august 3rd okay Because that is going to be a nice lunar cycle for you. Okay. And I do have, okay, so part of, um, and I appreciate you coming on this podcast today so much. Um, Part of this podcast is finding love, whether it's self-love, romantic love, Mm -hmm. family love through this really any time of struggle, but even specifically through this time. So I wanted to ask you what love you've found during this cycle now. Um, Self-love, a lot of self-love. Um, had to learn to love myself. Um, a lot of self-esteem issues I realized I had and just working on that and, and you know, loving myself more. So with self-love... What would you say, like, if somebody were saying, hey, having trouble with self-love, don't understand it, mm-hmm. what is something that connects you to yourself? Um, doing things for yourself. Um, so, all right, so I've realized one thing is, like, I'll get in a relationship, and then I'm like, okay, I want to look nice for somebody else, you know, I want to be present who I am for them, and I, I, when I do self-love, it's like, no. Um, let me look presentable for myself. Like, don't do things for others so they can perceive it. So, like, how do you feel? Like, taking the time to, you know, you know, get my beard trimmed. You know, the way I look. Um, daily habits, working out every day. Um, because I have diabetes, right? And literally, I had to look at it, it's like me eating bad food is saying that I don't like myself. Because I'm I'm eating bad food. I'm literally killing myself. Like if I love myself, I wouldn't eat the foods that would kill me. So it's just doing things for you and doing the right things. And then I do want to ask you, just because I'm curious, what does a typical schedule look like for you? Like do you keep a strong schedule every day? Yeah. Um, wake up, work out. After I work out. Um, free write for an hour, write on one topic that I'm working on. Um, then I do my video and then I focus on like, um, social media marketing and stuff like that. And then after that, um, rest of my day is if I don't have any interviews or nothing like that, just relax and chill. I thank you for your time on here. I know that I like, um, I would love to, if you ever want to come back on this podcast, mm-hmm. 
you have an open invite because you have so many words of wisdom. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I love to talk. So anytime you want to guess, just hit me up. Um, and if you uh, have anything uh, to promote or anything, uh, just let us know because love to check you out even more. Yeah, and um, what I'll do is um, I'll when this comes out, I'll post on all my social medias um, to promote as well. And um, anybody that's listening, um, if you send me a DM, I will send you a link to my comedy special for free. So send me a DM and I got you. And it's vonmichael.com, correct? Um, to, to purchase it. But if you want it for free, um, just Von Michael on any social media platform. Oh, perfect. And Michael is M-Y-C-H-A-E-L. And right. he's, he's the shit. He's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. I appreciate you. I and thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. Talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah.